all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer before this episode. When I recorded this episode, I was super tired. I tried caffeinating myself to get this episode done for you guys. So if you feel I'm a little all over the place, I am pretty darn tired, but I still hope you get something out of it. Hey, welcome everybody. Today we're going to talk about the sleep eat connection and how lacking sleep really controls our overall eating habits. When we look at sleep, sleep really requires a bunch of hormones going on, but for today, we're really going to deal with two of them. We're talking about melatonin and cortisol. So think of melatonin and cortisol as if they were on a seesaw. And when melatonin is up, that is our sleep hormone. Cortisol, our waking fight or flight hormone, is down. And when our cortisol is high, it's time to wake up in the morning, we've got to get stuff done, or stress is high, melatonin is down. Those are really kind of, for today, we're going to be talking about those in a sleeping context. And then on the eating context, we have grenoline and leptin. And grenoline is the hormone that tells us our body is hungry, and leptin tells our body is full. And again, put them on that same seesaw when grenoline is up, leptin's down, and vice versa. Now, the interesting thing is there was a study done out of, I believe it was Chicago, that actually found that our sleep is directly affecting our grenoline and leptin levels. So they did some blood testing and sleep studies, and they found that when people were sleeping less than seven and a half hours a night, their grenoline levels were higher, which triggers our our brain to tell us we're hungry, and our leptin levels were lower, so we were really not getting the signal that our body is full. And the interesting thing to this also is that the bigger the person, the more drastic these numbers were. So as someone were to lose weight, they found that the numbers dividing between the two were actually lower. Now think about when you go to sleep at night. Generally, we become more relaxed. Some of us might take a supplement, a tea. Some of us might use a glass of wine to really unwind and relax. And that unwinding and relaxing is bringing our cortisol levels lower. A lot of times professionals will say dim the lights, lower the volume on the TV. This is all signaling our body that cortisol needs to come lower and melatonin needs to be brought up. And that is what makes you tired. That's often why you see so much melatonin in sleep supplements. Now, if you've ever been too stressed or just had a really stressful day or you're gonna have a stressful day tomorrow, or maybe even that stress could be excitement. If we're excited, if we're looking forward to something, that will also raise our cortisol levels. And oftentimes you either get a really bad night's sleep, you don't sleep, you're constantly waking, you have a hard time falling asleep. All of this is kind of telling us our body is not producing the melatonin we need to calm down. Our cortisol level is too high. If we put this all into play for day-to-day life, what does that mean? Well, I would say if you have a tendency to kind of overeat, really take a look at your sleep. If you're craving a lot of foods, if you find yourself constantly hungry, 
maybe take a closer look at your sleep. Are you getting those eight hours of sleep? I know a lot of professionals say between six and eight hours. However, we're seeing more and more studies closer to that eight hour mark that we really need. And if you can't get it every day, try to at least maybe get eight, nine hours solid on the weekends, depending on our work. Listen, I get it. Everybody's life is crazy. If you find yourself having problems falling asleep, try lowering the volume on the TV, staying away from those devices with the blue lights. I know a lot of people are now wearing these blue light blocking glasses, but I just think as a healthy practice, it'd be best to not look at those devices. And if you really have to, say for work or whatever, maybe look at a pair of those glasses or even a lot of our phones have blue light blocking software on it. I know my cell phone has an option to turn off the blue light, but definitely lowering the volume of the TV away from the devices, even our lighting in the house, you know, our cortisol comes up with light and melatonin comes up with darkness. So bringing down our house lights in the evening, putting them on dimmers, just getting our body maybe an hour or two before we go to bed, getting ready for sleep. And then if you still have problems, there's teas. I have used a sleeping melatonin on my kids when they're in high stress modes. So you could try something like that occasionally, but really get yourself into a better sleeping habit. And definitely see how you feel the next day if you're less likely to snack or need a snack or constantly craving something. You know, personally, I know when I am tired, I constantly want sugar or caffeine. And that's my body just telling me, hey, you need to wake up. We need to do stuff. So for my body to wake up, it needs energy. It needs food. So there is this huge connection between sleeping and overeating. If you find yourself overeating, check your sleep. If you find yourself super stressed out, check your sleep. And don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you guys next week.